Hello, and welcome to the Bizarre and Fascinating Details Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and I've got my co-host, Darcy, with me. Darcy, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Oh, what you got to drink there? Glass of wine. <laughs> oh, it looked like a cocktail. <laughs> it's a, not in the appropriate wine glass, but yeah. I, I just didn't feel like going to the other cupboard, the other cupboards gotcha. to get a glass, so I was like, whatever, I'm just going to pour it in a water glass. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> I've been known to drink my wine out of mugs, because I'm just classy <laughs> like that. Um, okay, so I'm going to talk about a topic on this show tonight that's kind of hot in the news right now. Did you see the Tinder okay. swindler? I've heard about it, but I have not watched it. Okay, so spoiler alert. <laughs> if you haven't seen the Tinder swindler, stop the episode. Wait till you have to, and you plan on seeing it. Wait till after you've seen it before you listen to this episode. Because okay. essentially this guy, his real name is Simon or Simon Hayut, and he was born in Israel. So he's said to be okay. 31 years old now. But he's claiming that he's 29 because everyone knows that 29 is that magic number, right? Like oh, it's more attractive yeah. to be 29 than 31. Like on the cusp of a big life change yes. at 30 or something. But he has yeah. been convicted of fraud in his own country. And then he went on to call himself Simon Leviev or Simon Levev. Simon Liev. I don't know how you pronounce it. There's, I've heard three or four different pronunciations for it. But he's claiming to be the son of a very wealthy man who owns a diamond empire. And that was how he did his scam. But Okay. For those of you who don't know or have been living under a rock, he used the app Tinder. You're not yeah. living under a rock because you've used the app. I know you have. <laughs> well, I just, I, don't, I just don't know the story. Right, but I was going to explain Tinder for anyone who might oh, potentially yeah, yeah. not understand what that app is. It's an app that you load on your phone. You sign up. You enter your email address. You put your name down. You put a little profile with your age and you know where you might live or education you might have or whatever is important to you. Put a picture up. And then the app like matches you up with a bunch of different people in the desired parameters that you wish. So you can pick height. Well, no, you can't pick height, right? You can pick distance, I, I thought it was just geographically age, based. those sorts of things, right? And then you yeah. can put in your profile, I prefer someone over six feet tall or whatever, right? Um, but essentially, he went onto this app, and if you see somebody, because you'll, you'll have a list of, I don't know, 30, 40 people that the app matches you up with, mm -hmm. you swipe to the right if you like that person and want to pursue going on a date with them or seeing them or meeting them or whatever, and then you swipe left if you're not interested. If the other person swipes right, then you get a match with that person and you're able to communicate with them via a chat messenger within the app, okay? Mm -hmm. So this was the app that he was using and he used it, it seems, a lot in like Finland and Norwegian countries. That was kind of his oh, okay. jam. And that was where the three cases that are based in the, the uh, Netflix special Tinder Swindler, they're three women that were all, I believe, finish oh i thought it was america yeah no see like that's how little i know about this no case, but I, I wouldn't doubt if he had women here in america too but yeah. his kind of mo was to meet the girl and act as though he was the son of this influential diamond dealer okay mm -hmm. this man this diamond dealer the man that owns this company is a real person he has a son okay. but this man is not his son he has nothing gotcha. to do okay. with them in fact the company 
that he claims to be part of has since released a statement saying that they have nothing to do with this person. They don't know who he is. They, they're sorry for the women who've been defrauded or, or claim to be defrauded, but they have nothing to do with this. And they've nice. actually, the owner of the company has actually filed charges in Israel, which is where this man is from, trying to prevent him from further claiming to be this man's son. It fraud charges, additional fraud charges in oh. Israel because... He does not like the fact that this young man seems to be profiting off claiming to be his son. Yeah. Right? But yeah. his kind of MO was to go in there and pretend like he's this big diamond mogul's son, get them to match up with him, and sort of sweep them off their feet. He'll take them on some kind mm -hmm. of a vacation, fly them somewhere, meet them at an expensive hotel, and kind of make them believe that he's this rich, posh guy. So okay. he builds this relationship in which the woman begins to trust him and, you know, falls for him, presumably. And mm -hmm. then all of a sudden he has a horrific event where he claims that his enemies are out to get him. Somebody that is, you know, got something against him, a vendetta against his diamond family because it's a dangerous business so on and so forth mm -hmm. and then he will send them a picture of his bodyguard injured and bloody and say you know i can't use my credit cards because i'm in danger and they'll track me and this is really scary and i need you to send me money mm. so the woman would then send him money and he mm -hmm. would promise to pay her back in the over the course of weeks and months where she would continue to pile up more debt because she would keep sending him money. Like he would pay back a small amount and then borrow a larger amount. And then he would pay back yeah. a small amount and then borrow a larger amount. And these women would sign up for lines of credit. They would sign up for credit cards. They would sign up for loans and personal loans and things like that under the presumption that this man, Simon, would pay them back eventually. Mm. So this is, I mean, this is basically the Anna Delvey story that we just released. Pretty much. But it's just like dating and yes. of pretending to be like everybody's yes. friend. But he was essentially okay. pretending to be rich and getting yeah. these women to give him money and saying that he was going to be paying them back, which, again, like you said, that's what Anna Delvey was doing as well. Yeah. Like, she wanted them to give her money. She took it and never paid him back. And it's essentially yeah. what he did as well. He paid back some smaller amounts, but he never actually ended up paying them back. So in the end... Countless women were defrauded by this man in the amount of the the authorities estimate there's ten million dollars mm. that was taken that he defrauded from various women at various oh times. My God. Ten million dollars. There were three in particular that this show is based upon, and I'm not exactly sure how much he took from these three women, but he basically mm. bankrupted them. And mm. I believe two of them are friends at this point. Um but according to news outlets, Simon also pretended to be a medical worker to get an early dose of the COVID vaccine. So this guy's what? an all-around champ. Um, the real-life King of Diamonds, Lev Laviv, filed a complaint with the Israeli police about Simon pretending to be his son. And again, like I said, they released a statement saying they were really sorry, but they have nothing to do with this. Um, his conviction and subsequent jail time were related to 2011 fraud charges in Israel that were not related to the Tinder swindler scam. So he was not arrested okay. and convicted for his presumed activities that were sort of detailed in the movie Tinder Swindler. But okay. he did serve five months of a 15-month sentence and was freed around the time that coronavirus broke out. Some of them say that it was because of that, and then others claim that it was he got let out early for good behavior. 
So his conviction was like 2010, 2011, but he just went into... They finally caught him. He had escaped and changed his name and was using different aliases, including this Simon Lviv or Lviv, and also David Sharon was another AKA that he was using to continue to put himself on this app. Now, as I mentioned earlier... Um, the app itself, Tinder, has confirmed that this man is banned from their app, but I have to wonder if he isn't using another... I mean, there's hundreds of apps out there now, right? Yeah. Hundreds of dating apps. Yeah. He could be on any one of them. So educate yourself, folks. <laughs> Ladies, especially if you're on these dating apps, <laughs> look at a picture of this guy. Look him up so that you don't accidentally run into him because I do believe that even though Tinder says they've banned him, I still think he could be on one of them out yeah, there somewhere. Yeah, for sure. This is well, thing. I mean, there's no reason that, like, he wouldn't try to do it again. No. Like, given everything we know about so it. So right? I believe the 2011 charges stem from some either check fraud or he stole a credit card. He was babysitting in Israel. Hmm. And his dad, I believe, was a rabbi for an airline. So it's, it's really kind of a okay. convoluted backstory here that different sources seem to say different things but in any case he started small and kind of took credit cards and stole little Mm -hmm. things here and there and then kind of accelerated up into this bigger and bigger kind of uh, pot that he was able to pull from and now he's claiming that he is a business expert that he's a real estate expert and he says he's 29 years old and his business website appears to uh, not be live anymore but he's doing club appearances and Instagram ads. I saw an Instagram okay. ad. I was going to say, I've seen where he's, like, demanding $20,000 per appearance now. That's what I've heard as well. And yeah. so, like, okay, if you want to do it legitimately, fine. I'm okay with right. that. But it's when you are in there lying and taking money from people and not doing it legitimately that I have a problem with. Well, right. The whole reason we know who he is is because of this fraudulent behavior. So now he's using that fame to then legitimately make money. Right. Um, Which is problematic to a lot of people as well because they're saying, you know, if he's going to be making money, he needs to repay all these things that he's taken, all these women that he's taken money from. But again, there are no charges related to the three women, even though they attempted. Because... In order for them to actually be able to press charges, they have to prove that there was intent there to steal. So Simon claims and continues to claim that he took these women out, wined them, and dined them on his dollar, and that they gave him the money of their own free will. So he's like saying they're gifts. Yes. So it's very, very hard for them to prove without some sort of a document saying, I will pay you back for this. I hereby you know, swear that I will pay you back from some sort of a legal document saying that it's a loan to be repaid. So even a text that says, like, I'll pay you back in a couple weeks, that's not sufficient? I don't think so. Uh, Otherwise, they probably would have had this man prosecuted by now and and thrown into jail. Okay. So it's a challenge. That's good to know. What was that? I said, that's good to know. Yeah. So this man spent time in jail, but it was not for any of these things, which I think a lot of people sort of watched the show and were under the presumption that he was arrested related to the things that were involved in this show, and that is simply not Mm -hmm. the case, which is interesting to me. Now, let's talk a little bit. I don't know if you've ever been the victim of a sweetheart swindle. No, I mean, I've never been the victim of, like, a scam. I mean, I've certainly dated my fair share of scummy dudes and met some questionable folks. I do have um, 
one story where like I met it was actually somebody on Twitter, on a Tinder. I matched with somebody and like we were talking, but I don't I wasn't very interested or something. And so I kind of like ignored his last few messages and then like he just kept sending me messages and sending me messages and then finally he sent me one that was like my dad's the vice president of Starbucks and I was like oh god (laughs) and then he bombards me with like oh now you respond now you're only interested in me because I'm like okay dude gross and so that's like that's probably the worst experience I've had but like what did he look like I I didn't actually ever meet (laughs) I never met him go look at the picture of the tinder swindler and make sure it wasn't him this, so this is in San Diego, so... I wouldn't I doubt, though, this guy is yeah. casting the net out wide. I don't think Entirely he has possible. limitations. I know that he yeah. likes the blonde-haired, kind of um, Danish-looking type girls. Well, that is not me. But um, <laughs> in any case, it's interesting. I find this case so fascinating because I think to myself, how did these girls let him scam him like this? And they're not dumb girls these girls are intelligent educated career-minded well, individuals it just blows yeah. my mind but then i have to kind of look at it with a little bit of um humility because i myself was the victim of uh, i wouldn't necessarily say it's a, it was a, a tinder swindler type of a situation but mm. i met a man when i first moved to california back in 2002 and at the time I was living in the Bay Area and I was working on a job, like a contracts job, right after law school for the San Jose court system. It's Santa mm-hmm. Clara court system, I believe it's what it is now. It's, I can barely remember it it's so long ago. But um, I was just a young, young lass <laughs> right out of school, just a youngster, totally naive. Oh, yeah. I hadn't had a serious relationship in my entire life. Like I was right out of school in my first job working out of school and really kind of naive and and Mm -hmm. hopeful. And I just had kind of the starry eyed romanticism. And I was just starting out online dating and I'd never done it before. I'd never met anyone online. And I was Mm -hmm. on a dating website because I just, I worked a lot and mm-hmm. I was brand new to the city and I didn't know mm-hmm. anyone. And I thought, okay, well, this might be a good opportunity for me to meet someone and, you know, get some, make some friends and have yeah. a little bit of fun. Maybe go out, just have some new experiences. So I met this man on the app. Um, I don't know if I should use his real name or not. <laughs> Let's call him Greg. I was gonna say, let's call him <laughs> Elon, but no, I'm just we'll call him Greg. <laughs> so I met Greg on this app, and Greg was a good-looking guy. Um, mm-hmm. His picture just dimples—you know, my usual type. I like him tall, dark, and handsome. And he looked like he met all of those parameters. He claimed to be six feet tall. He showed me the pictures, and we spoke on the phone for—I don't know—probably six months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was dating around at the time. I was seeing other people, going out on other dates, and just kind of enjoying life as a single girl in a new city. Near not, San Jose is probably about 45 minutes from San Francisco, and I did go to mm-hmm. San Francisco on the weekends and met some fun girlfriends and was just living just a fun life. And he says, I'd like to come see you. He was living in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, Greg was. That's a long a long trip. Yeah. So he says, I'm going to come see you. I'm, I'm going to drive up and come see you next weekend. And I was like, okay, sure, cool. You know, we've been talking for long enough where I felt mm-hmm. comfortable with that. So we meet at a restaurant and he was 
not really how he described himself. That should have been the first mm-hmm. red flag. He was shorter mm-hmm. than me, even though he'd said he was six feet tall. And I'm 5'9", mm-hmm. without yeah. heels on. <laughs> so I was like, mm, okay, well, he's still uh, okay looking. And then mm-hmm. I realized he was probably at least 50 pounds over his picture. So the picture that he had posted on the websites, all of the pictures were old. He had mm-hmm. pictures of himself biking and just doing a lot of outdoor activities and fit and active looking. And it was clear that this was a long time prior to this. Okay. But I'm like, okay, I'm not a shallow person. I'm not going to hold any of this against him. Like, he's been genuine for the most part. So he's gained a little bit of weight. I'm not going to judge him. We all yeah. have so, so on and so forth. Um, his personality was still the same. It was still, you know, bubbly and fun and interesting. And... So I, like, asked him about it, though. I'm like, you know, you look a little bit different from your pictures. What, can you explain that to me? And he was like, yeah, I had a back injury. I ended up falling, and I slipped a disc. And so it's been a challenge for me, and I'm just now getting back into the point where I can work out again. And I didn't want to lie to you, but, like, I don't have any recent pictures. He had a – he was very smooth, a smooth talker. Mm-hmm. Had an explanation yeah, for everything. Yeah, absolutely, like yeah. most scam artists do. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I'm like, all right, I got it. So we had a, a fun weekend. He took me out, wine me and dined me, you know, took me to some very nice restaurants, and I had a good time. I did. I didn't sleep with him. I didn't mm-hmm. let him come back to my room with me or anything like that. I, I kept that at a casual kind of a thing. And so we continued to talk, and he invited me down to San Diego for the weekend. And this is before I moved to San Diego in 2004 Mm -hmm. so we had been talking for almost a year at that point so I came down to San Diego and fell in love with it and didn't want to leave and I determined that I was going to move to San Diego so I put all my stuff in storage I packed it up put it in a U-Haul truck and put it in a storage facility and was kind of looking around for a place to live while I was still kind of talking to him and Mm -hmm. interestingly enough he didn't have a house he claimed that he was doing some kind of business interactions and was staying in a hotel and invited me to come stay in the hotel with him. And it was a nice hotel. It was like Mm -hmm. on the beach, like with a view of the ocean, like off the balcony. And just, it was a couple hundred bucks a night. Like it wasn't posh, Mm -hmm. posh. It wasn't like, you know, super deluxe, but it wasn't cheap either. Right. And he had been staying there, I guess, for six weeks. And so it was like, he said, I like it because there's housekeeping and I don't have to clean up after myself and I don't have to worry about utilities and it's convenient. And then when I have to leave for business, I don't have to worry about, you know, an apartment that needs to be, you know, that's sitting there bare or whatever, unlived in. So again, a little bit of a red flag, but I'm like, okay, this is, this is odd, but I can deal with it. Then he doesn't have a car sometimes. Sometimes? Sometimes. So sometimes he has a car, and sometimes he doesn't. Okay. And I'm like, well, where's your car? And it wasn't a super nice car. It was like a a late 90s BMW. Mm -hmm. So he says, oh, yeah, it's had some problems, and it goes into the shop periodically when it breaks down, and it's not a big deal. You don't mind if I drive your car, do you? Mm. And I'm like, hmm. And this was weird because I had just gotten a job, but I wasn't working all the time. I was kind of doing contract jobs in San Diego, Mm -hmm. legal jobs, reviewing contracts and things like that. So again, more red flags. Then one afternoon, he asked me if I can give him money to pay the hotel bill. 
He says, I'm expecting a wire transfer. It hasn't come yet. How much money do you have? And at the time, I think I had like $2,000, something mm -hmm. like that. And he's like, can you just lend me that $2,000 and I'll pay you back as soon as I get my wire transfer in. And that's like everything you have. That was pretty much everything I had at the time. Yeah. Because I was just fresh out of college. Like, I, I yeah. wasn't making big bank. And, of course, in my young and naive mind, I thought, we're living together, which we really weren't. We were in a hotel room. Mm -hmm. And so I gave him the money. And he paid our hotel bill for a week with that, and the rest of it disappeared. And I never saw it again. I got a call a few days later in the hotel room from a woman who claimed to be his girlfriend that he was living with in San Diego. No. So I'm like, give me my money back. <laughs> I'm getting yeah. the hell out of here. This is not okay. And she's like, we've been together for 15 years and blah, mm. blah, blah. And she came from a pretty wealthy family and that was her car that he was driving. And uh, it was just a, a mess. And so I basically packed all my stuff and went back up to Washington State until I could make some money, because that's where I was licensed, until I could make some money mm -hmm. to come back to San Diego without him. But at the time, I, I gave him 2000 bucks, thinking, you know, he's going to use it to pay the hotel bill and he's going to pay me back. I didn't think anything of it. We were living together. Yeah. And now I'm like, looking back on it now, I'm like, oh my God, how stupid was I? So now I'm like, okay, I cannot judge these women yeah. from Tinder Swindler for giving this guy money. Although I think had it been a larger sum of money besides 2000 was like, eh. I mean, it's, it wasn't chump change for me back then, but it was also like, if I don't get this back, am I, is it going to be the end of the world? Am I going to be financially destitute? No. Yeah. And these women gave him the type of money where they are now financially destitute because they, they yeah. can't get a home, they can't afford to pay their rent and things of that nature. So it's interesting that this man was persuasive enough to convince these ladies that he was going to pay them back and to give him the money in the first place in such large amounts. He's Well, it's like it's like a boil, like a pot of boiling water, like it doesn't immediately start that drastically like it's always like oh here's something that I need can I borrow this can I borrow that yeah I have this situation and then it's like the big ass well if you're a trusting woman too or a trusting person mm -hmm. just in general and you're a giving person you know and you would give somebody the shirt off your back if they need it then that's a tough pill to swallow that someone could be that dishonest yeah because you want and to believe the best. people will actually, like, take advantage of that. Yeah, you want to believe the best in people. And you want to believe that they're not out to scam you and move on to 25 other girls and do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think I wouldn't even have as much trouble with them doing it to one person and not paying it back as I have with the fact that they just move on and do it to the next person simultaneously. Yeah. You know, this guy was this Simon guy. Simon Leviev or Simon Leviev or however you say it was basically doing it simultaneously with multiple women, which is just ugh, so gross. Yeah. But at the same time, the whole purpose that I want to bring this up on the show is, is to kind of to help make people more aware that this is a common thing out there. And in fact, 
Yeah, in 2018, the FBI received 351,937 romance scam complaints. That was wow. 2018. Can you imagine how many there are now after COVID when dating yeah, online when everybody was just spiked? Like, yeah. This is a very prevalent and impactful thing on society. And that's just in the U.S. alone. So can you imagine how many there are worldwide? Mm-mm. It's no secret that there are deceptive people out there that want to take advantage of lonely and vulnerable people. And I think we all are starting to see that with the rising of shows like Tinder Swindler. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some of the... There are 5,800 complaints against cyber criminals. So let's talk about some tips for online dating scams to help you okay. avoid them because you want to stay safe online and... How you do that is to know what you're looking for when it comes to these scam artists. So here are some of the most common online dating scams and how to avoid them. So first and foremost, this should be the most significant red flag. They ask for money. Yeah. Okay. Somebody with genuine intentions is never, ever, ever going to ask a stranger online for cash. Yeah. Let me say that again. If someone really cares about you, they're not going to ask you for money. Yeah. And that's what friends, family, and banks are for. It's not for somebody you just met online. If a match mm-hmm. is asking for you to pay for something, whether it's for travel arrangements or to come see you or for their online dating membership because it's expiring or anything else, block that person and report them to the site immediately. Mm. There is a button on most dating apps and dating sites whereby you can report someone for behavior that falls outside of the community guidelines. Each and every dating site has a set of community guidelines that they require the members to agree to in order to sign up. Mm -hmm. Asking for money is one of the things that is against every single guideline for every dating site that's out there. Mm -hmm. And if you know of one that doesn't have that as a guideline, please draw our attention to it. Send us an email and let us know because I'd be interested to check it out. But don't be on that website. Exactly. There are no exceptions. Under no circumstance is it okay to give money to someone you don't know. It does not matter how heartbreaking, heart-wrenching their story is. Okay? It's a scam. Yeah. I suppose one out of every bazillion cases might be genuine, but I guarantee you, if it is, they have friends, they have family, they have other people they can ask to share funds with besides you. And if it is a for real like situation where somebody needs money from a stranger, there's a reason that they have to ask from it for a stranger, for it from a stranger instead of asking friends and family. Like right. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not... It's shady. Yeah. Shady, shady, shady. Okay. Number two, they use poor grammar and make a lot of spelling mistakes, which may sound kind of like a something you wouldn't necessarily think of. Yeah. Right? But we all miss commas and make typos here and there, but if a dating profile message, etc., is made up of 90% mistakes, this should be a cause for you to raise like your eyebrows. Exactly. A significant number of scammers are from other countries. The most common countries for online scams are Russia, Nigeria, Ghana, Ukraine, South Africa, Jamaica, or Brazil. 
Hmm. So what you want to do is keep an eye out for a lot of broken English and weird word choices. Because this can cue you off that somebody is not here in the States. Right. And, you know, if you want to date somebody outside of the States, terrific. But right. use caution because there are a lot of scammers out there who are just looking to get your money. Yeah. It's also worth copying and pasting a few of their sentences into Google to see if they stole that language from someone else or another site. Oh, that's a good one. I think you can also do a picture check. And I think this is kind of the premise of that show Catfish on MTV, where people, which for the life of me, that show, I don't understand how it's still on the air. Like people, <laughs> have you ever watched that show? No, I never watched that. They literally have people on there that have these year, two, three year relationships, intimate relationships with like online phone sex and all kinds of other stuff with people mm -hmm. that they've never met and never talked to on the phone. Well, that happened with that college football player like 10 years ago. You remember that? Yeah. Just yeah. wild to me that people still get scammed like that. And there's so many red flags that pop up that just seems so unbelievable. You love this person. You want to give your entire life to them, but you've never met him in person. Never met him, And you've yeah. never talked to him on, like, Skype. Like, that just yeah. is unbelievable to me. Like, it's, it's yeah, it doesn't seem possible. It is. I know it is because there's people out there that have fallen for that. But right. still, yeah. use common sense, people. Well, and it's always, like, I feel like with that in particular, it's always like, yeah, we're going to meet up. And then, oh my God, something came up. I can't meet. Can we like rain check or like something like that? Like there's always like the effort to actually meet somebody, but their the intent is never really well, there. Well, they keep you kind of crumbs, just yeah, enough exactly. of the crumbs to keep you on the, the line without letting you go. And just enough to keep you still interested. So you'll, you'll continue to write them and give them what they want. Exactly. Which, ugh. Okay. Uh, number three, they have a few pictures or only one. When you're online dating, photos are very important and they're, they're almost as important as text. So if you're talking to somebody who has only one very blurry picture or like a stock type photo, mm -hmm. something's wrong, folks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sometimes the profile photo looks too good to be true. Again, you see a lot of this on Tinder too, like professional yes. looking photographs. And maybe there are model quality single people out there, but mm, a lot of times it's a scammer. Like if it looks more like a LinkedIn profile than a dating profile. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's not. Or if like, it's just like it's a model type female or yeah. male or whatever, and they've got just those professional pictures. They don't have any pictures of them just hanging out, getting loose with right. like a pet or with some friends. You know, it's all professionally made up, dressed to the mm -hmm. nines, hair done, makeup done all the time. And this is one of the more common things as well. Just beautiful young women posted to target single men, especially older men, lonely older so, men. Through like a friend of a friend, I know somebody that like this happens to. Like they, I don't know who this person is. I don't know her name, but I have a friend who has a friend who, where apparently people like take her picture. I think she's a model, and they take her picture and create dating profiles yeah, for her. It's all just the time. crazy. Yeah. I've heard of that happening on numerous, numerous occasions for a bunch of different people. And it's scary. Mm -hmm. um, you could try to prove they are who they are by making a game of it. So send a selfie and ask them for one in return. You can also do a reverse image search. 
and I believe that's on Google and a bunch of other different apps where you can see if the picture appears anywhere else. So they, mm -hmm. if they have pulled it from a Facebook, somebody else's Facebook profile with a different name, or they've pulled it from like a modeling website mm -hmm. or something like that, it's not that hard to reverse image search. So if you don't know what it is or how to do it, do a Google search for reverse image search. Yeah. And it will tell you exactly how to do a reverse image search on the people that you're dating. Okay. Number four, these people express very strong feelings very, very early. So mm, it's like, yeah, you've been talking to them for a few days and they're already in love with you. Now, mm -hmm. granted, this can happen. I believe it can happen, but the odds of it happening, <laughs> very, 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 well, very, 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 very And it can slim. happen without it being a scam, too. Like, it yes. can happen where it's just somebody who does that and then ghosts you. Yes. Yes. Love at first sight can happen, folks. And there have been plenty of stories out there about people who fell in love within weeks of meeting and who are still together today. Mm -hmm. um, case in point, <laughs> I actually met my significant other on Tinder. And we've oh, been yeah? together for six years. We both swiped right. Um, yeah, my friend met her husband on, on Tinder. Yeah. And he's a great guy. Like, we've been together for quite a long time. We're going on almost seven years now. But we talked for a good amount of time and got to know each other before we met. Mm -hmm. I think we talked for, like, two or three months before we met on there. We, mm -hmm. we knew that we were interested in each other, but he was traveling a lot, and he was a single dad. And he would send me pictures of himself from different places, like, and goofy things, and just so that I would know it wasn't a scam. Right. right. And I was able to look him up on Facebook and other places to see that he was just a normal, average yeah. guy. And I actually, when I met him, I didn't want to date him. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, when I first met him, and it wasn't that he was not attractive, but I thought he was kind of boring. Like, he was, <laughs> I'd never dated a single dad before. Yeah. Like, seriously? And I hadn't dated, to be honest with you, seriously in probably 10 years before I met yeah. him. I had just kind of done casual dating and, and gone out and done different things with different people. But I met him, and we met at a brewery and had dinner and drinks, and it just had a, we had a good time. It wasn't that I didn't have fun with him, but I just thought he was really boring. Yeah. <laughs> Which was like, little did I know. Um, and then I ended up calling him like a week later and just was like, you know what? Let's just go do something casual and fun and see how this goes. And yeah. we had an amazing time. I yeah. definitely needed to give him a second shot <laughs> yeah. because it was like he'd been showing me all these pictures and texting me all these fun experiences that he was having. And I just got the sense when I talked to him that he was like a soccer dad. And that oh, was his whole huh. life. And, and he yeah. wasn't you know, going to be sharing any of these fun experiences with yeah. me. And he soon proved me wrong on that. But Tinder is kind of known for being a hookup app, right? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of how it started out. I think just because it, like, the appeal of it was it'll introduce you to people that are, like, close by you. Yes. Like, if you're at a bar, like, right. you could hop on and find somebody else that's, like, also at that bar, or, like, at a bar down the road or something like that. But then it kind of became the way everybody ended up actually dating yeah yeah and I didn't have high expectations I kept it really simple I wasn't like going into it looking for a relationship it just happened so mm -hmm. that was my experience with tinder but anyway um yes there are instances like I said where people meet and fall in love pretty rapidly but online daters should guard feelings during early stages when they're getting to know somebody because it's easy to lie embellish and misjudge mm -hmm. people online we all know that right yeah 
Remember that you don't know this person or their intentions and take things slow until you've built trust and met this person in person. That is the biggest thing for me. Like if something in your gut tells you this person is a little off, like if they're pushing to meet you too early, I really don't like that because like, a, I just I don't know who you are. I'm I'm a single woman. I'm not trying to get murdered. But yeah. also be like, you have to be willing to respect the fact that I don't want to meet you the same night we match. Yeah, that's and like just people that have so in their creepy. profile like, I don't want to spend my whole time talking. I just want to meet. It's like no, we're not going to be on the same page of anything that we're. Even if you're like not, you could be a perfectly nice guy, but we're just not on the same page of what we're looking for. Yeah, and so we're just not going to be compatible like that. Yeah. Exactly. And if an online match seems like they're rushing to get to know you and jumping right into the declarations of I've been waiting for someone like you my whole life or I can't believe we found each other, this should raise some alarm bells. Yeah. Especially if you haven't met them in person yet. With such ardent love declarations, they could be trying to appeal to your emotional side. Mm -hmm. So you'll throw your caution to the wind and let someone untrustworthy into your life. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, they could be sincere. Or maybe they're more attracted to your bank account than your personal qualities. Right. Just be really careful. Only time can tell. So give yourself plenty of space and time to figure out the truth about this person. There's no need to rush into something. It's not like, you know, when midnight strikes, (laughs) the person's going to turn into a pumpkin. That's a fairy tale that doesn't happen in real life. So keep it casual. Keep it cool. Keep it calm. Take your time. There's no need to rush it. And then the fifth and most important thing on here is they keep putting off meeting you in person yeah like you want to avoid that the end goal for online dating is to find someone you know and like offline as soon as you can right Mm -hmm. when the person you're talking to constantly has an excuse why they can't meet up with you you should be wary they're either not that into you or they're breadcrumbing you which we just talked about Mm -hmm. dropping the little crumbs or they or they aren't who they say they are and they're trying to scam you yeah i have another big thing like I need to know somebody's last name before I meet them. Exactly. I'm Googling like, you just to make sure you're not a serial killer. Yeah. And I honestly, I, I will do a background check. Like the little I don't think $10 one or that. whatever. Like, you know, it's not like the whole, I'm not calling a private detective, but I'm going to do, I'll pay for a background check because I need to know if I'm, first of all, never, also never, ever, if you meet somebody on online, never have them meet you at your place the first time you go out. Never, never, never. Meet somewhere neutral and yeah. tell somebody where you're going. But um, but yeah, I'm going to look somebody up and I'm going to pay for a background search because I need to know what, what I'm getting into here. And if you can't do that, bye. Yeah. For and if they're, I mean, it doesn't have to be like they've got a conviction, so I'm not going to go out with them. It just, it's, they have to be willing to give you their last name and be okay with that. Yeah. For yeah. you to go out with them. Well, the majority of kind of online love scams involve someone who says they're in a different country, so it makes sense that it would take a while to go on a real-life date. However, this is the reason why you should not ever send them money. Mm-hmm. There are scam-free dating sites out there, um, but the media usually only covers the online dating scams because they seem really flashy in the headlines. Yeah. It's not all con artists and catfishers out there. Like I said, my mm-hmm. I have my own success story to prove that different. Um, but we've heard plenty of online dating success stories to counter the bad seeds. 17% of newlyweds meet each other online now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably increased to 20 by now because this was 2018 so. data. And don't 
don't let fear of the unknown stop you from finding someone great. There are plenty dating websites out there that you can trust to have your back. And here's some of the best ones out there. Match.com mm-hmm. comes in very highly ranked. Zoosk also comes in highly ranked. I don't know that one. Elite Singles. eHarmony. Our Time which is an older one that's dating over the age of 50. Christian Mingle, which I met a few people on back in the day. Black People Meet. Silver Singles. Be Naughty. Whoa. Frisky singles that want to have a fun and quality and safe experience. Whoa. Oh, my. That one's for hookups and chats. But be safe, people. Just because there are people in the world that have bad intentions, it doesn't mean that we have to live in fear. Online dating is still a great way to meet people, and if you utilize the tips above, you can protect yourself from con artists and not fall victim to more, not fall victim to one of the 5,800 annual romance scams. Yeah, and if the person that you're like talking to isn't okay with like wanting to take things slow or not. Want, like doesn't understand why you would want to look them up or like doesn't understand things like that like why you would want to meet in a neutral site don't be with you don't, you don't need to meet them because there are that's already a boundary that they're violating yeah don't let someone and, pressure yeah. you into doing things that you don't feel comfortable with yeah if you just take your time and wait eventually someone will come along that is your cup of tea you don't need to well, force it i mean you know maybe <laughs> what why do you say Maybe that? somebody will come along. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because I'm forever single. <laughs> Just means that yours hasn't come around yet. Oh, Doesn't mean that baby. it's not going to happen. Well, I don't know. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't meet Mike until I was in my 40s. Yeah. So, and it took me a long time. Like, I had some really crappy dating experiences in my life. Yeah. And with some really crappy people that lied and cheated and did all kinds of other crazy stuff because I was one of those trusting people and wanted to believe the best yeah. in the people that I was with. And I think it, part, it was partly that. And the other part of it was I didn't necessarily believe that I was worthy of being with a quality person. And I think this is an issue that a lot of women have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was listening to a story the other day about a woman who... I think it was on 2020 or something like that. And it was a woman who got shot by her fiancé when she tried to leave. And she was kind of explaining her story and her background and how she came from sort of a poverty background and was not educated and basically met this guy who was in the criminal justice system and was he had a job. And, you know, so she was really kind of swept off her feet by this man mm-hmm. because he allowed her to get out of a bad situation, poverty, and you know, her with her family and, and, and be free. But mm-hmm. that really, that really wasn't what happened. And he ended up shooting her, I think like 10 times and she's Jesus. lucky to be alive today. Um, but I think that part of the reason that she stayed with him so long was because he had convinced her and she convinced herself that she wasn't worthy of anything else but abuse and someone that treated her like that. Mm-hmm. And I just want everyone to know that <laughs> you don't have to accept that. You're worthy of more than that. So not to make it a PSA about dating per se, but it kind of is, right? Yeah. So um, anything else you want to add before we wrap this episode up? Um, I don't. Just like if something makes you feel uncomfortable, pause a second and 
think about why you're uncomfortable. Yeah. You got to be real careful out there these days because, you know, we've covered, I think, three or four stories now where they met mm-hmm. online dating and, and the women were killed or the yep. man was killed. The Johnny Eltinger case. Yep. Remember that one? Um, yep. And then the case of the gal in Seattle that met on Plenty of Fish. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are some earlier episodes that we've covered. But um, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, or you want to share your own scary dating experience we're more than happy to give you a shout out on the show we can change your name if you'd like yeah (laughs) or make your man woman significant other into greg if you like (laughs) (laughs) poor greg i don't really know any gregs so like hopefully no one named greg is listening and is offended by the show but (laughs) if you have any of those kinds of stories we'd be happy to share them and give you a little shout out and or advice yeah absolutely um and then what's our social media yeah, we are at the BFD podcast on Instagram, so we'll probably be posting some pictures, some warning pictures of this Tinder swindler. Oh, yeah. Guy. Simon. Um, and I would also ask that you please rate, review, and subscribe. That's really, really important to us. We try very hard to cover topics on the show that we think people will be interested in or that they may want to hear more about. And a great way for us to do this is if you rate, review, and subscribe. Um, so it allows us to make content that we know is going to suit our audiences better. Because when you do that, um, it pops certain things higher in the ratings, certain episodes higher in the ratings. We also tagline some of our episodes with different topics. Yeah. So if you like an episode or if you rate it highly or if you give us a shout out for that episode, that allows us to kind of cater and craft our curricula cater and craft our episodes to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to what you guys might want to hear. Yeah. So please join us again next week when we talk more about weird, wacky, and wild cases. Good night, podcast peeps. Stay safe, keep it real, and always live your very best life. Bye. Bye. Bye.